Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to episode 21 of The Love Pod, the first and only Baltimore's podcast in the world that I'm aware of, and therefore the best. Um, it's a bit of a pre-season extravaganza this week, everyone. We've actually got five of us tonight, so we're hoping it's going to work out. It could be an absolute cluster, but I'm, fingers crossed, it's all going to go well. I'll introduce you one by one to uh, to the participants. We're starting off with with a new boy. Uh, we're joined by uh, by Tom Malloy, who's uh, of course our under twenty one and reserve expert, so to speak. Tom, how are you doing? And welcome to the podcast. Hi, Chris. I'm all right. Yeah, um, a little bit nervous. Uh, my first time doing anything like this, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, asking Mark some questions and uh, being part of the pod that I've listened to for the last twenty weeks. So yeah, fantastic. Well, it's good to have you on. Um, speaking of Mark, we're joined yet again by uh, by friend of the site and. Bolton News Supremo, so to speak. Mark Isles, Mark, good evening. Good evening, chaps. How are you doing? We're doing very well. It's very good to have you back on the pod. Uh, it's been a few, and uh, yeah, we had a fair old response to the, your previous uh, previous appearance on the podcast, so let's hope it goes just as well tonight. Uh, we've got a packed agenda. I know you've all, hopefully you've all seen it, uh, and we're going to finish with a bit of a Q&A in Mark's direction, uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, also joined tonight by Liam. Liam, good evening. How are you, mate? Very good, thank you. Nice to be back. It is back by popular demand. Um, that was my popular demand. That is nobody else wanted you back, but you're back. Um, we've, also, <laughs> we've also got uh, on tech wizard duties, considering that last week I was in charge and it took six, six days for the podcast to come out. Um, we've got Rob. Rob, welcome to the pod number 21. Welcome back. Thanks, Chris. Good to be here. Uh, very good to have you as well. Um, so, yeah, welcome all listeners, new and old, podcast uh, participants, new and old as well. And we're going to dive straight in so as a usual usual process i'm going to come to to each of you in turn to get your opinion on a particular topic you can waffle on for as long as you like normally these sort of things are, are bumper podcasts obviously with more people it's going to take a little bit longer to get through it and if i feel like you're waffling like i am now i'm just going to cut you off so start with rob first because rob's the tech wizard he gets the, the, the honor to talk about the latest pre-season friendlies mm. medine among the goals rob we're going to start off with uh, with port vale and then move on to charlton so feel free yourself to flit in between the two as much as you want, but uh, Medine's looking impressive, isn't he, wouldn't you say? He is, yeah. I mean, I was one of the people who, when he signed, I was very sceptical. Me too. His stats didn't really promise much, but um, yeah, he's looked good in pre-season. Um, he's got a few goals. I think he's like maybe a new Kevin Davis. Hope so. A big bloke up front, he's going to batter a few people, but then he can actually finish as well. So that's been good. I think the problem is what's behind him, so... And I think also what formation he's going to play. So I don't think he's really had a, a full squad to choose from yet, has he? I mean, no, not yet. And we will come to that later yeah. on. Um, it, it is one of our questions to, to speak yeah. to Mark about is the formation. But I wouldn't worry about goals. I mean, we're all we all know that Lafondre is going to join us this week at some point, probably for <laughs> nothing. He'll probably pay us, uh, and we'll be good to go. But uh, on that topic, Mark, I'll come to you next. Medine's yeah. really impressed me. I, I trust he's done the same to you. He has really. I I, I think uh, I spoke to Neil. Lennon about him uh, last week and, and he's even surprised him you know didn't realise quite how good a player he was getting um, yeah. so I just got a text from the club then that's alright um, don't come on the podcast is that what it says don't they are about. listening they are listening they are listening you know don't think they are to tell you good um, yeah uh, I mean he has his all round game for me you know it, it's beyond what I thought it was going to be um, you know he's got a good touch on him um, he's, he's a lot quicker he's He's able to run channels a lot more than I, you know, I, I saw last season. Maybe in that little little cameo where when he played for Blackpool, you know, so far so good. I mean, don't want to lump too much pressure on him, but I, I've been very impressed with what I've seen in pre-season. 
Good, that's great to hear. Um, Liam, on to yourself next. I mean, Medine's just another example of how Wondrous fans really, we don't know anything about football, do we? We should leave it to the professionals. Well, that's it, isn't it? But you take one look at him and he's got the physique, hasn't he? Yeah, good-looking lad and all, what we need. Yeah, it's something I do look for when we get a strike. Cause it's the first thing I thought when we signed Djukovic, you know, when you, as soon as he step on and you see that size, you think, OK, you know, he's got that. But from what I've seen, you know, he, he looks very good player. Yeah, so, I'm, you know, I'm very optimistic in regards to Gary Medine. Definitely. Tom, any advancements on that? Uh, yeah, well, um, like a few of the fans, when he first signed, I was quite sceptical, like, oh, God, um, Gary Medine, is this sort of the level we've... Um, is this where we find ourselves now? But um, uh, he sort of surprised me in the sort of way that Lukas Jukovic did. Is that he's come in? Um, I was at I was at the Olden game and I was just very impressed um, with his all-round play. Uh, Could hold the ball up, play other strikers in. And I think when he first joined, he said um, he likes playing with strike partner. So hopefully, when Max Clayton's fit again, um, hopefully that would be a, a partnership I'd be looking forward to see. Excellent. No, I think everyone's in agreement then that Medine really has come in and uh, and done well. I mean, it's not all been, you know, it's not all been roses in the garden. I don't suppose. I'm wondering. I'm hearing and I'm reading lots of grumbling about our mate Twardzik, and and I don't want to pick on him too much. Um, but I'll, I'll come to you. But all in turn, we'll keep it nice and easy. But Rob, do you see Twardzik having much impact in the season? And if so, in, in which position? Not really. I think he's a centre midfielder, is he? I don't rate him as a left back. I think it's something we'll talk about later. But I think Andy Kellett's probably a better prospect for left back. Personally, yeah, he doesn't. Kelly doesn't seem to be anywhere uh, anywhere near having a game, though. Mark, to yes. come to you next on that one, Twardzik or Kelly? I mean, where, what what side of the fence would you sit on that argument? I don't. I don't think either of them are, are in the frame for left back this season. If I'm being honest, um, I think it'll be it'll be Moxie and, and Ream for the, the left back slots. Um, for one reason or another, you know, Kelly hasn't had his chance in pre season, and uh, every reason to believe he's going to get loaned out, but. Uh, Twardzik, I think I agree. Yeah, he looks a bit like a central midfielder playing at playing at left back positionally. He's not quite there yet, but he is. He's very tidy on the ball. I, I'd, I'd like to see him in midfield. The, the, the fact of the matter is that he's just got too many central midfielders at the minute to give him a go. Yeah, that's the trouble, isn't it? Obviously, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of sort of square pegs in round holes as well. What we're making do, and, and the fact that is it going to be loaned out is probably going to be the best thing all round. Hopefully not for the full season. What with him only having 12 months left on his contract, I'd hate to think that we'd seen the last of him, uh, despite what I said to the contrary line again website about a quarter of an hour ago. Um, but Tom, uh, you, you obviously you've seen Kelly a lot of it in the in your years watching the academies, watching the youth team. Uh, as I have with Vela, I've sort of tracked his progress over the years, and I trust you've done the same with Kelly. But in your expert opinion, what do you think he can offer an um, alternative to Reem or Moxie, or even further forward than the, you know, the newly departed Rob Paul? Well, when I've watched him, um, even like a couple of years ago, he always, he always uh, struck me as someone who I thought could step up just because he was just so like direct. And I never really saw him as a left-back because um, even in the other 21s, his like, defensive uh, deficiencies, uh, so to speak, sort of stood out. But like his attacking play, he used to get down the wing, put balls in, take players on. And um, that's the sort of player he, he, he was. So I always thought he'd end up further up the pitch. As for Twardzik, yeah, uh, he's never left back in a million years. I mean, he got his debut there against uh, Nottingham Forest um, and was horrendous um, against Port Vale, I think it was. Um, he gave away that penalty, I think, by lunging in uh, recklessly there. Um, but he also played centre mid, uh, centre mid against Oldham. Um, he didn't get the longest appearance, uh, but he, he didn't seem too comfortable there either. But hopefully he proved me wrong. But, like... 
as, as has been mentioned, we do have too many centre midfielders uh, already. So I think it was just a. I think Lennon was just taking a bit of a punt when he took him in the first place. To be honest. Yeah, I can't imagine he's been the most expensive transfer the club's ever made. Um, Liam, I'll come to you next on, on a slightly different issue. Speaking of transfers, um, Derek has impressed, hasn't he, so far? I believe. In, obviously, I've not seen any. Being the shit fan that I am, I've not seen any of the games as yet. I wasn't able to go on Friday. But what, what are your early assessments of Derek? Well, I think we're uh, we're all falling in love with that long ball, aren't we? That he's got on him. He's um, he's picking out players at will, really. Whenever he gets a bit of space at centre back, and traditionally that's something that we've always done. So my early thoughts is that yeah, he looks like he's going to fit in quite nicely. You know, there's quite a culture change from coming from reserve team at Real Madrid to coming to you know the physical championship. But as long as he can get over the physical aspects of it, then. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm pretty pleased how it's gone. I was a bit concerned when we let Baptiste score for a million, but I'm starting to see the bigger picture from Neil Lennon now. Excellent, that's what it's all about, isn't it? And Rob, we'll come to you in a sec, but Mark, has there been any updates of uh, Derek's injuries as far as you're aware? Now, I'm aware this could be old news, but I've not heard anything. I've been away all this weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing it's uh, it's three weeks. Um, he, that's good. He, he left the Macron with a bit of a boot on. Uh, it's an ankle strain. I've been told today, um, so it's not it's not hugely serious. But you're talking, you know, certainly missing in the first couple of games, three games or so, if you count Burton game. So it's it's not the end of the world. But uh, no, I, I agree with uh, with, the, with the last lot there about uh, his, his his long balls from the back. They look a lot better than when Matt Mills did them, don't they? A lot more. <laughs> well, that was the first thing that came to mind. Then, so uh, to be honest with you. It, my four-year-old smacking the ball with one of her feet and falling over is probably better than Mil- Matt Mills's long balls. Uh, but Rob, how, how do you think we can uh, incorporate that into our attack? Obviously, having Medine there as a focal point and having the uh, the likes of Clayton and Vela supporting either side of the central striker, surely that's going to be a you know a decent a decent attacking option for us if we can get it to work smoothly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when Liam was talking about the long ball. Then um, elevated me. pass, mate. We call elevated, elevated pass, pass sorry, in this yeah. division. <laughs> kind of reminds me of when. I'll revert back to Kevin Davis again. Something we used to play long balls in Davo, and he'd knock him down to like Stelios and um, all those guys. So yeah, I think I think that'd be really effective for us. I think it's a new, it's a new option that we can uh, we can utilise. Fantastic. Well, we certainly need all the options we can get. And one thing that's been positive from my uh, my own perspective, uh, and we'll come to Mark on this one first, is, is the number of goals we've been scoring from from different positions as well. I appreciate that Medine's been leading the way a little bit, but to see Feeney and Prattley among the goals is a, is a positive sign and Vela as well of course I always thought they had that in his game to uh, to incorporate that and to improve but would you say that uh, Lennon certainly needs goals from his midfield this season uh, you might have thought that mate but Josh was as surprised as anybody <laughs> believe me <laughs> I spoke to him after that game he was, uh, he was still buzzing um, no I mean the, the, the thing is like you say with this with having Medine up front um, and in, being, in playing so well in pre-season uh, people are just feeding off those scraps and whether it be Somebody like Feeney, who's, who's, you know, his pace is, you know, burst through and, and he's, he's got in some, some great positions. Doesn't score as many as he should do, mind, but he's, he's, he's getting in that sort of position. Or the, the cleverer players like Dobby and Clough, who are just sort of picking off around the edges. I think that's going to be the plan. I think, you know, if, if they can get uh, Medine and then, you know, maybe Heskey here and there, um, I, I think they've done, you know, that, that's, that's, the, that's the grand plan, really, that... You know they'd be feeding off those knockdowns, and and Prattley, when he's on his game, that is exactly what he does. You know he's, he bursts through, and he did it so well when he was playing for Swansea, and then sort of New Yearish time, he was he was fantastic for Wanderers as well. If we can get him back to that sort of form, you know he'll get you double figures easy in the season. 
Well, that, that's what you need, isn't it? We've seen from the likes of Burnley and so on that you can have a central striker who does well, but it's all about sharing the goals. And you're right about Prattley. That's the play that I thought we were signing back in the day. And that's all we can see that again. But I'm interested to hear a bit more about Dobby. Obviously, you've seen, you've seen the pre-season fixtures. And how would you compare his, uh, his contribution to the likes of Good Johnson? I know that it's, it's heresy a little bit to, to compare the two, but I'm only really talking about in terms of their on-pitch, uh, on-pitch contribution. Do you think there's a, a, there's a, a bit of, a, a, bit of a, a comparison there to be had, or am I reading a bit too much into it, Mark? Yeah, I think positionally, yes, of course, you, you can compare them. And he's a clever player, Dobby. There's no two ways about it. Um, you know, albeit I've only seen him pre-season. Um, but he's he's certainly not frightened to have a go. He's, he's scored a few few good goals. Um, Ida probably didn't score as many as, as a, perhaps thought he might do when, when he came in. Um, I think he got, both, was he got five, I think he got last yeah. season, something about yeah. 20, 22, 23 games. I think I think I think Dobby will get your goals. You know, I think he's just a, an alternative to Clough. I think you know yeah. he hasn't got the pace, but when you know when you need to take Zach Clough out of the action, then Dobby's the the man. To, he's, he's a backup player. I don't think Neil signed him in in terms of playing from from the start in every single game, but he does need a backup um, option uh, to Zach. And um, you know, I, I think it could be could be quite a clever signing to be honest, because he's got that sort of Midas touch with the playoffs as well. He knows what winning games in the championship or what it takes type of thing. So it could be one of those, I don't like saying good for the dressing room, but at least the kind of mentality you need to, to be a success. He, he needed that because there's, there hasn't been enough of that in the dressing room. Well, we know that he likes blooding the youngsters, and so to have an experienced head in there, I mean, I, I don't want to say Robbie Blake, but I think you all get the impression of, uh, <laughs> of where I'm coming from in there. But uh, Liam, just to bring it back to you, in terms of Derek, um, just to digress ever so slightly, obviously he's going to be out now, we look like, for, for three or four weeks or so, according to Mark's, uh, Mark's revelation there. But we to limped off in a, in a fixture as well, too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it means that we're struggling for centre hours at the opening day of the season, so it's, it's David plus one. Now, in your opinion, who's that extra person? Do you put Moxie at left back and go with Reem, who's uh, had a bit of a truncated pre-season himself? What would be in a way with the US, or, or there's another option that I've not thought of, such as Rob Holding or Niall Maher, perhaps? Possibly. I mean, personally, I would do anything I possibly can to not play Tim Reem at centre back. <laughs> um, I think you're, just, you're you're asking for trouble. <laughs> but having said that, you know, like you say, we've had two two injuries. I, I would hope that we're not relying on a fit David Weeter throughout the season, and perhaps our next signing will be in that area if we can sign anyone at all. That is. So, yeah, it's, that looks like, looking at the squad, it's going to be a, a weakness for us for the whole year. So, yeah, do, mean, do we bleed youngsters in? I mean, Tom's far more qualified than I am to speak if they're ready, but personally, I don't want to be playing mean there. Well, what do you think, Tom? Do you think Quade Taylor stands a shout as, as starting the derby game as well, given the injury options? Or do you think, uh, do you think holding on Maha are, are good enough? I mean, feel free to be as blunt as possible. Um, well, obviously, Quade Taylor um, did... He, he played solid enough against uh, Birmingham, and obviously uh, him and Alex Finney in the reserves um, have, have a good partnership going, really. And Alex Finney, um, it caught my heart, it caught my eye that Finney got got a run out against Scunthorpe. He started that game, uh, strangely enough. Yeah, I think it will be Ream and Ream and Devitt. Yeah. I agree that Ream's a better left back. Um, I don't feel comfortable with Ream as a centre back unless he's part of a back three and. The less said about back three, the better. Yeah, I, th- I think it will be Raymond Devee. I, I was worried that Devee might be suspended for the first game, but uh, I think Mark's cleared that up and said he is available to play. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Mark, feel free to chip in on that one. Do you, do you think that's likely? And, and you know, with your sort of you know supporters hat on as well as your, your journalist hat on, who would be your opening your back four for the first game? Assuming you would pick a back four, that is. 
Yeah, I think he's got no option to. He hasn't got enough centre halves now to do the do the back three. I think with with Tim Ream and Derek uh, in there, I think you know the back three could work this season. I think it will eventually go that way, but we'll probably go on to that later on. Um, I think it'll be it'll be Davit, um, who who is a one match suspension, so he served that against Birmingham. Um, obviously picked it up against Bournemouth, so that's that's been and gone now. Um, it'll be uh, Raymond Deby, I would imagine. Um, I was impressed with Finney. I have to say, when I saw him in preseason, I, I think he's got something about him, and and likewise Taylor. But I just think it's, it's it's a little bit too soon for chucking them in against a Derby County side that are going to take some stop in this season. I mean, he's talking Darren Benton, and you need every bit of experience you can. Ream is quick. His pace uh, might be an asset in that respect. So um, I, I would definitely put him in there. Yeah, it's not an easy start for Wanderers by any stretch, and I don't mind admitting I've had a bet on us losing all three of our first games. It was twenty-five to one with Sky Bet. I thought I'm not missing that, not missing that, given our uh, our predilection for for slow starts to the season. And I agree with you totally. It's it is a big game, isn't it? To thrust uh, to thrust a couple of academy lads in there, no matter how experienced they have or what loan spells they've had. Um, but Rob, we'll come on to the derby game in a moment or two, but. Do you think the uh, the results such as the, the Port Vale victory away and uh, the fact that we played well for large portions of the game against Charlton at home on Friday gives us confidence for the start of the season? Possibly, yeah. I think the last couple of pre-seasons have been terrible, haven't they? So the fact that this one's a bit more positive is a good thing. And he's obviously getting players coming back all the time, like Clough's, Clough played the other night, so that's good. But I think, yeah, you said we've got a really tough start, so I don't really... I think having to play Derby first up to... A really difficult ask, isn't it? Definitely Derby in the Middlesbrough, let's not forget. Yeah. It doesn't get any yeah. easier, does it, after the first couple of days? Yeah, um, yeah no, I think, I think you're dead right. And uh, just to finish off, Liam, on that one, Derby at home, obviously we can't have Tim Ream in every single position. Are you bothered about his lack of, uh, his lack of pre-season involvement in Wanderers, or do you think the fact that the, uh, the US do run a tight ship in terms of physical fitness should, should stand him in good stead for the opening few weeks? Yeah, it's not like he's going to be sat there doing nothing, is it? You know, he's going to be training amongst better players than he really is going to be training at domestically, so I've got no concerns really. And he has played the odd game, hasn't he, there? Uh, which will be a much higher intensity at competitive levels. So, I mean, ideally, he may, you know, play some behind-closed-doors game, I don't know. But I've got no concerns that he's where he needs to be fitness-wise. No, I think we all think the same, don't we? The one thing the US team are notorious for, I know we spoke about this before, it is maintaining a decent physical base, so that's decent. Um Mark, just to come back to you before, before we do, um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Clough. Um, I've been meaning to send you a tweet on this in the last couple of days, but I totally forgot. Um, how's Clough looked in, in the games that you've seen him so far? Do you think there's any chance of him uh, failing to recapture the form that we saw last season? No, he looks bang up for it. He really Excellent. does. Um, he, he really does. I mean, this maybe precious few things to get excited about this season, but I think that, uh, that Zach Clough is, is definitely one of them. Um, he's, he's absolutely buzzing. Uh, I think they were very protective um, over him when he, he picked up that fire strain in Austria. Um, he was he was training, but they didn't want to necessarily throw him in. So, you know, wrapped him in cotton wool a little bit. Um, I think it was very deliberate putting him in against uh, Charlton on Friday night in front of his own fans. And, you know, a, a game that they knew that he was going to get some some space to play as well. Um, no, he's, he's looked fantastic. I mean, some of the stuff you'll have seen, I know they streamed the game um, in Austria, the first game in Austria. Uh, some of his touches, you know, you have to watch him again to see just how good they are. Um, this lad's the real deal, full stop. Exceptional. Well, I'm not going to delve too deep into it because that's one of my questions I'm going to put to you later about Clough. Um, but what, what's he like as a lad? Has he got a, an old head on young shoulders? Is he is he experienced? I mean, did the club get involved in things like media training and so on for the kids to see how they can handle the pressure and the spotlight? 
I'm told they do actually. Mark Davis is still doing it. Um, I, I think he's when did he sign? 2009, and he's still doing <laughs> media training. We're still waiting for that first interview. Um, but no, no, Zach's Zach's dive straight in. Um, sometimes the, the the younger lads can be a bit reluctant. Um, you know, they're a bit sort of standoffish. I know people like Andy Kellett and Tom Walker are just a little bit reluctant to sort of dive in and, and do it. But Zach, from the off, you know, on his on his debut, he was he was straight in there, uh, bouncing about, telling us about his nan and cups of tea and mm-hmm. um, everything else. Uh, no, he's 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 generally got that, and that's what you kind of have that kind of trust that he's not going to let it all rush to his head because he's, you know, he's, he's willing to sort of give himself to. To, to, to the fans and whatnot. I've seen, you know, 50-odd selfies of fans with him today. He's embracing it, you know, he's enjoying the spotlight, he's, he's, he's enjoying being the main man. Um, and a bit like that with Josh Feller as well, you know, since since he came into the team, you can see him, the spark's gone and he's, he's you know, he's, he's, he's suddenly uh, he's suddenly growing up. So, um, no, there's a, there's a lot to look forward to, I think, with Zach Clough and, and with Josh. Fantastic. It's the difference, isn't it, between seeing them as, as I have with Vela and as, as Tom has with Andy Kelly, uh, to becoming, you know, lads to becoming professional footballers, and, and it's fantastic to see. Um, but what, what we'll do is we'll just end this this quick uh, this first segment just by asking you all for w- whether you're going to introduce any any surprises in the Derby lineup if you were the boss of Bolton. We'll come to you first, Rob. I know you've been very patiently sitting quietly in the background there waiting for your turn. But your your opening uh, opening eleven against Derby. Are you going to spring any surprises, or do you think it's going to be uh, the same sort of thing we've seen from Lennon? Most likely in the Charlton game with with uh, Medin, with Feeney and, uh, and Clough playing off him. Yeah, I think I would. I think um, it depends on Clough's fitness, to be honest. But I'd like to see him start with Clough, give him an hour, and then maybe bring on Dobby, if, depending on how the game's going. But um, we'll be yeah, three up by then anyway. Rob, yeah, so exactly. Not, fine. Yeah, put a defender on. Um, yeah, I'd like to see Clough start. Medina up top. Feeney scoring. That's good. Not his biggest fan usually, but um, yeah. But I think uh, Feeney's promised the Bolton news that he's going to be the best bringer in the league, isn't he? Mark, I believe. <laughs> could be, could be. You never know. <laughs> well, yeah. someone's got it. Someone's got to be. Why not? Everyone gets a clean, uh, clean slate in the first game of the season. Whether that's still that's the it. case after twenty minutes was uh, will remains to be seen. Um, <laughs> but Tom, same question to you. Derby first game. Obviously, it's going to be very tough. Do you go defensive or do you play to your own strengths? Um, I, I just want us to play to our own strengths, really. Um. Yeah, I can very much just see Clough and Feeney off uh, off Medine, and as been said, well, yeah, Vela Prattley and Mark Davis in midfield, and yeah, uh, Stephen Dobby on if uh, if the game requires that sort of uh, older head. Likewise, um, got Jay Spearing on the bench, so we do have some like good options on the bench. Um, we could do with more depth and uh, people coming back from injury, but yeah. Just, I, I think, I think it will very much be Feeney and Clough off Medine, to be honest. Agree. I mean, I, I, I personally start with Spearing in midfield, had a bit of steel in there, and I, and I would keep Vela at right back. I've said it a few times on the podcast that uh, his competence at right back is sufficient that I would be looking elsewhere for uh, for reinforcements. Certainly not at full back. And I think Spearing's experience and the qualities that we definitely know he does have, he just needs to find them again, and he's not going to find them by not playing. Um, Mark, same question to you. Then I know we've asked you a little bit for your, your back four for the derby game, but are you going to spring any other surprises if you're in Lennon's shoes? Yeah, I, I think he'll just do slightly more on the defensive side than you guys have been saying there. Um, whether or not he puts Danzi in there and Vela as a screen in the back four or or spearing, um, it would mean either Zach or, or Feeney, uh, probably Feeney, being sacrificed a little bit. Yeah, um, but he he's, he's kind of used that midfield down quite a lot in pre-season so you know 
perhaps he'll 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 stick with that. But I just think with the the amount of attacking talent that Derby have got, he has got to be a little bit cautious of being too gung ho. Um, and and maybe uh, having having that extra defensive midfielder in there, whether it be Dan's or or Spearing, would be the way to go. Fantastic, and Liam yourself? Yeah, I agree with Mark. Actually, I think he'll he'll focus more on the defensive side. Derby have just got far too much to offer, and it's. It's all right thinking that you're at, you're at home and that wave of optimism at the start of the season, but at the end of the day, you know we're up against one of the top sides from the off. I would expect Spearing to start this next to friend of the site, Neil Dans. And um, other than that, I think you could probably anyone else could probably get the rest of it. And, but it'll probably be 4-2-3-1. I think he'll go for Diamond more often than not, but I think he'll want two defensive midfielders, at least to begin with, for the Derby game. Definitely, I, I totally agree. So then, just to finish off in, in a quick word, let's have a score prediction from you all. Tom? I'm going to have to be uh, quite negative, and I think uh, it's going to be 2 0 Derby, I think. Rob? 2 0. Excellent. Liam? 3 1 Bolton. Excellent. That's my one thinking. And Mark? 1 uh, 1 Zach Clough, last minute. Nice. Fantastic. And I'm going to go with 2 1 Wanderers. Uh, Darren Bent on goal in the last minute. So we'll check, we'll check back in a week or so and see who was correct on that one, but brilliant. But just to hold your thought, lads, we're going to be back in a moment or two once I've had a sip of my drink with section two, which is talking about latest news in Wanderers' world. So stay where you are. We'll be right back. OK, we're back with segment two of Love Pod 21. Uh, I'm still Chris, joined by Mark, Tom, Rob and Liam. Um, news. News. Bit of partridgeism. Right, not yet announced signings, but we're going to assume they are for the sake of this podcast because we can't bear to not sign anybody else for the time being. Uh, Laurie Wilson, ex of Charlton, Stephen Dobby, ex of everyone, and Emil Heskey, ex of Australia. Uh, thoughts on each, please, lads. I'm going to come to you first. Rob Wilson, Dobby, and Heskey, assuming, I will not say the ALF word until later, but assuming they're going to be the signings announced by the club in the next 48 hours, where, where do you think we stand on, uh, on their quality and what they can bring for the season ahead? I think Dobby's proved himself. Like Mark was saying, he's impressed in pre-season. So that's been a good... If if he's signed, that's a good signing. I'm not convinced about Laurie Wilson. I haven't seen the pre-season games. I'm not sure how good he's been. But I think general feedback means that, has been that he's not been great. Um, and Heskey, he's an option, but thankfully he's not <laughs> our first option. <laughs> yeah, be, be polite. Be polite. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, he's good. I mean, Lennon's shown even with Dobby as well. I guess to an extent, he's not. He's not. You know, he's not afraid of taking a, a punt on someone. Yeah. Um, personally, I'm going to stick him in my opinion here. Dobby, I like. Heskey, I'm ambivalent, and Wilson needs to get his hair cut. But I think other than that, he's got the potential of a of a decent right back. Mark, uh, on to you next. Wilson, Dobby, and Heskey. Uh, thoughts on each, and what do you think they can bring to the squad? Um, Wilson, I've always liked him playing against Bolton, and when I've seen him, a um, little bit. Behind the pace, I think since he's he's come in, he was training on his own when he when he actually arrived. So he he maybe got that sort of mitigating circumstance, yeah. but you know he's still he's still sharpening up. But I think uh, Neil Lennon sees all three of them as squad players. They're not they're not necessarily starting right backs or strikers or what have you. Um, Dobby, as I said before, intelligent footballer, got a goal in him. I think he's 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 seen as kind of a a relief for Zach Clough. And then, then Emil definitely a relief for uh, for Gary Medine um, to throw him up. But, but I, I I don't I'm not I'm not a, a big fan of the people uh, the having a crack at uh, Emil Lasky. I think he's got something. He generally has got something. He, he just attracts defenders when you watch from above like I do. The the number he just draws them. 
and and if he can do that in the last ten minutes of games, win his fair share of headers, I think he'll he'll still have a job to do for Bolton. Interesting, you're saying about the uh, the different perspective that you've got sat watching Wanderers. Uh, I don't know if you know, but me and Liam last year were trying to be a bit cheeky, asked for a, a press pass for Line of Vienna so we could get some free tickets for an away game, and we got <laughs> we got pied off completely. But maybe you can pull a few strings for us going forward. Um, yeah. Liam, on, on to you next. Wilson, Dobby, and Heskey. Uh, what, what do you think? And, uh, and feel free to to not hold back at all. Well, <clears throat> I first of all start by agreeing with you, Chris. It'd be great to say whether I could agree with Mark or not, but. In the slum seats at the bottom of the East Lowe, it's very hard to tell. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Heskey, he has done a decent job. I liked him and I was defending him on the back end of the last season, but I would be very, very dubious if this was a one-year deal. I it, I don't see how we can offer him a one-year deal. He he had 15 minutes in him at best, you know, and I don't blame him. He I'd liked him and he would put a shift in, and obviously, you know, he had a positive impact when we signed him but I don't see what he can do for a full year. As for Wilson, he seems okay, actually. You know, and I agree he's probably a squad player. Whether that will mean that Vela can be freed up a little bit to play more of active role in the field, I don't know. Personally, I like Vela at right back where he's good. And uh, as for Dobby, I've liked everything I've seen so far. And I think not only will he be a relief for Clough, I think also Mike Davis, who, you know, we're all sort of hoping with this full pre-season behind that perhaps he may play a big part in this season, but Dobby can perhaps help in terms of rotating. Oh, very true, very true. Uh, Tom, then, to come to yourself uh, on the final part on this one. Uh, Wilson, I'm interested in your thoughts as, uh, as someone who's keen on watching the 21s and the reserves. What do you think that the signing of a more senior right-back means for the likes of uh, Hayden White um, you know, and, and other alternatives we've got in the ranks that maybe some listeners may not be too familiar with? Do you think there's any strength in depth in, in these positions in the reserves or on the 21s that we could have, that we could have mined rather than bringing in other players from outside? Um, to be honest, I've never been uh, completely convinced by Hayden White. Um, from the first time I saw him, uh, I just didn't quite see it. And um, he had an encouraging spell last season at um, Carlisle, I think. But then he had two other loan spells, which weren't all that. And then in pre-season, he, he's just not really stepped up, I don't think. Then you've got now Mayer, who plays there as well, and uh, Rob. Rob Holden will play there occasionally as well. Um, Rob Holden, Rob Holden seems to score a, uh, quite a few good goals. I've seen him score like two, like long distance curlers in the top corner. But uh, so he, he's more of a right back who can get forward, it seems. But he played at centre back against Charlton, so um, his versatility might stand as well. But yeah, the signings on the whole, uh, they're they're freeze. You can't really complain. I weren't Heskey's biggest fan last season, but he did put a shift in and. Um, to be honest, he's come back this season looking in uh, very good physical shape, so um, I'll, I'll give him a clean slate like I do with everyone. Excellent. I think that's important going forward, isn't it? Um, OK, so each of you in turn, we'll do, do a little short, quick-fire one as well. Um, where else do we need to strengthen, in your opinion? Uh, start with you, Rob. I think right-back, if they bring Wilson in, I'm not sure. Maybe this Italian guy is coming in. But what's happened to Oscar Thraukeld as well? Is he around at the moment? Good or? question, Mark. In- injured. Oh, is he? Ah, OK. Yeah. OK. Uh, so I think Go on. I think right back and a reserve goalie. I'm quite happy going forward with uh, with what's his name Fitzsimmons when he's not flogging Herbalife supplements on Twitter. Um, <laughs> not not to mention we've given a two year two year pro contract to to Yaskalan and Junior as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, fair enough. But I just think again we've got perhaps from my point of view we've got other positions where we need more. Now I'd still like another centre half to come in, and I'd still like another another 
striker capable of challenging for a regular first team berth as well, <coughs> Lafondre. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure who those who those people will be. Uh, Mark, same question to yourself. Uh, where else do we need to strengthen? Need some pace. Mm. Full stop. Need some pace in the team. There's only let's face it, Liam Feeney and and Max Clayton when he comes back that has got any any degree of pace. Whether that be a striker, whether that be somebody that sits off a striker. You know, I, I just think. Think there's, there's there's nowhere near enough pace in the team at the minute. Liam, same to you. Good point regarding pace. You know, um, I think when we're looking to Liam Feeney as our only pace option, I think we need to start looking seriously. But for me, we need a centre back more than we need anything else. A centre back that can play right back would be absolutely spot on. Kill two birds with one stone. We have got some rotation options behind there, but that would be my number one priority. And so perhaps. Paul- so Paul Warhurst then, basically. <laughs> yeah, some, someone of that of that calibre, yeah. You know, um, that, that'd be spot on. But I also think a like-for-like swap for sparing that can pass would probably be number one on Lennon's priority. See, these, all these answers lead back to Paul Warhurst, Liam. What are you doing to me, eh? Let's get Paul Warhurst in. What's he doing? Top player, probably now. He's probably absolutely free next Saturday, I would have thought. And he'd be quite, quite content against Derby. Um, right, fair enough, Tom. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you that um, in our financial situation, a goalkeeper isn't um, my priority at all. Ross Fitzsimmons has done well this season. Um, I mean, this pre-season even. Yeah, I agree with Matt. Really, he's some pace in team. Probably like a pacey striker. We've got Max Clayton, but it's it's hard to really rely on a 20-year-old and Liam Feeney to be your only uh, outlets of pace, really. Very true, very true. Um, Clayton's never really played a striker, I don't think, as far as I'm aware either. Mark, I'm going to come back to you just once more on this. There are two quick questions. Um, do you think Clayton could play the central striker role? And secondly, about this sub-goalkeeper business, the reasoning behind letting Lonergan go, when as far as I was aware, he was on fairly, you know, fairly affordable wages. Was it just a question of him wanting a little bit more and one just saying no? Um, and then if you could just ask us, just give us a couple of couple of answers on the Clayton issue, uh, it'd be interesting to know. Uh, I think Clayton is seen as, as kind of behind the striker, left hand mm. side. That's that's as, as far as I can tell. That I think the, the reason, the fact that he's coming back, is the reason Rob Hall's gone. Um, I think he's he's seen as a, a more viable option. Um, I don't think he's an out and out striker, uh, but he could sit centrally or he could sit on to, to the left hand side of the attack. Um, as far as the, the backup goalkeeper is concerned, Lonners wasn't on a, a massive wage, but for a reserve goalkeeper, it's it's right. beyond what Bolton are doing at the minute. You know, and 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 I got on extremely well with him. He won't mind me saying that. He, he uh, he's he's gone to Fulham on a, on on a decent wedge, and he's. Uh, He's very happy about it, type of thing. But um, it's uh, it it was a bit too much to to be asking, you know, giving Ben Amos X and then paying the same yeah. reserve goalkeeper as well. I think probably the, just the situation the club's in at the minute, they can't afford to be doing that sort of thing. I think we can all appreciate that that Amos, given his uh, given his um, track record, his CV, is uh, he, very unlikely to be displaced as goalkeeper throughout the season. So, yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it, to balance the budget that way. Um, in, in terms of balancing the budget, this Italian chap, Francesco Pisano, Pisano um, signing him and Laurie Wilson, that's that's two right-backs, uh, along with Josh Feller, along with uh, Hayden White. We're stocking them up like we're stocking up midfielders, aren't we, Mark? Uh, Hayden White and, and Tom might back me up here, being he's seen a lot of the, the 21s. I think they've been playing with centre-half a lot. Oh, okay. um, he's 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 bulked up in my eyes quite significantly in the last twelve months, and I think he's he's looking more and more like a centre half than he is a right back now. Um, uh, I don't think he sees Josh Fellows as a right back long term. 
Um, although I agree, he did a, a good job there. I think it's a bit like Tim Ream and that you can always fall back on it, but he's he's, he's seen as a centre half or mm. in Josh's case, central midfield. The uh, the, the fellow Pizarro, um, by the sounds of it, is being signed as the first choice right back. Um, he he genuinely has got some pedigree about him. I've just got literally just got an email from a bloke called Dov Shivioni, who's the editor for. I'll Ford tell you exactly Italian. who Dov is. I know Dov. Um, well. He's, he's given him a glowing recommendation. Yeah. So uh, he, he, the, the Italians have been falling over themselves telling me how good this fella is and what a, what a sterling uh, service he's given to uh, Cagliari down the years. So I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what he's got. Apparently he's a real old-fashioned kind of proper Italian defender. Um, so, good. you know, whether he's a right-back, whether he can play centrally, I'm, I'm told he's, he's very quick, so... Um, I'll be interested to see what he can do, but you know, I, I think I asked Len, Neil Lennon last night. You know, what what? Uh, sorry, yeah, Friday night. Um, you know, do, do you need two right backs? And he said we need cover, full stop. So he's clearly okay. seen Wilson against this Italian guy as as being the the options at right back. It's nice to know we can still attract players for of that sort of pedigree as well, given our a less than advantageous yeah. situation. But uh, now that Dov Schiavone, that brings it brings back memories. His was one of the very first podcast I ever listened to is his Serie A podcast I think it's called Dominic I could be wrong but that's entirely irrelevant uh, on the topic of Italian footballers the other chap the, the striker Massimo Coda is there anything in that at all Mark? I'm told not I'm told not I, I, I asked the people at the club um, about both the Italian lads at the same time when it came out in uh, in like, Gazetta yeah yeah, Gazetta La Sport rather. and um, I got told yes yes to Pisano and, and no to Coda so I've I've left it alone really. <laughs> whether or not they've looked, whether they've left, whether they've looked or not, I just I just think they can only concentrate on one signing at, at the moment at times. So um, I, I don't think he's uh, he's a target right now. Okay, fair dues. Uh, Rob, um, uh, Rob, we'll come to you on the same question then, just very very briefly, and I'll do the same for all the lads. Two right backs, like like Mark says, covers very very all well and good. Pushes Josh into midfield, which I think we're all quite content with. Uh, so any issues with that? Depends how much Wilson's getting paid. I mean. I'm not convinced. I think we've got youngsters who can play there, so I'm not sure the point of signing Wilson, personally. Uh, it's just championship experience. I yeah, guess it yeah. points, to the, set, yeah, points to the same sort of thing with Stephen Dobby, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Liam, I'll, I'll come to you next on that one, the same topic. Well, based on what Mark's just said, I'm quite excited about this uh, this Italian lad, but you know, if everything there is true, then it does sort of cast a little bit of doubt into it, but you know, it, it is covering. We have got a Fred Bear squad, and they are a lot of games, so if we can get Wilson in on the correct wages, then... Yeah, I don't see the issue of having some experience in that team. No, why not? And Tom, I'm a slightly different question for yourself. As Mark said about uh, Quade Taylor going forward at centre half, do you see that as his long term position? Uh, is that Hayden White? Uh, sorry, Hayden White. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I'm not sure. I'm not sure really. Like, I have seen him play centre back a few times. He played centre back when um, Aaron's 21s beat United early this year, and um, my United supporting mate who I went with, he, he was very impressed with. Uh, Hayden White centre back, but um, he still he still has a lot to prove to me personally. But um, the fact that I don't know whether the fact that um, Glennon's had him in and around the first team in pre-season is on merit or whether it's just because uh, options are that sparse at the minute. I'm ho- I'm hoping he he can step up this season, and I'll uh, I'll be keen to see how he does there. Same, it's exciting, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's not. It, we said the same when we signed Derek Apsley that. We haven't really made many moves that are sparking the imagination of fans, and, and I know it's only a right back. You know, let's not be 
not get too carried away. But uh, you know, Pisano's experienced. He's got pace, and like Mark said, he's got a, comes with a bit of a glowing CV as well. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him start. Mark, do you think he'll be in, in time for Derby? I I would doubt it. <laughs> the speed things are moving at the minute. I would doubt uh, entirely, but um, it, it depends. I, I think reading between the lines that the, the three that we've been waiting for for a while um, will will definitely be done and dusted by the time Derby's around. Um, hopefully in the next sort of 24, 48 hours. In fact, we're only waiting for one piece of paperwork. Um, but the 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 right back gut feeling rather is that that somebody's going to have to go out even if it's on loan just mm. to get it done that's how finely balanced that I feel like it is at the minute and is that person uh, kill it well it could be it could be and you know I think Mido's another candidate to be honest uh, but there's definitely there's definitely there's definitely something happening in, in my, my gut feeling at the minute that there's this this there's somebody going out to 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 fund a transfer well, I should think that Mido's probably the most likely candidate from my perspective. I've been very disappointed to see how he's not kicked on from that first season. Um, Liam, I'll ask you quickly about Mido before we move on. Um, I, I'm, I feel a bit disappointed in the fact that he's not, not pushed on. He's not, cause he started off quite positively, I thought. But what's been your impression of Mido on the whole since he's joined us? He seems to have lost his teeth. Mm. There was a big aspect to his game that was very combative. A bit like when we saw Abdullah Five playing centre midfield. You know, and I think a lot of Bolton fans really got behind that idea. But I think, to be honest, over time we've just seen the lacking in quality. And perhaps, you know, all I hear about is this link that he had with Tottenham, but they didn't buy him, did they? You know, perhaps there was a reason for that. He perhaps does have this technical ability, but at times when we're at home, you're expecting us to keep the keep the ball and try and dictate the game. He just doesn't have the technical ability. I'm surprised he's still on our books now, to be honest. Yeah, I'm sure it's not for the not for the want of trying on the club's part. Um, but we'll just close this off um, just by talking about Rob Hall. Rob Hall's left on loan to MK Dons. Now we know it's not a permanent deal. Um, I very much doubt whether it was ever likely to be a permanent deal. But we'll just ask one and one and all of you just regarding your opinion of Hall. Obviously, I've had my say in the past. I've never been convinced by him. Um, it's just my general dislike towards modern footballers and modern young footballers on the whole, apart from Zach and Josh, obviously they're the best. Um, but Rob, come to you first on on Hall, um, your, your namesake. What, what do you think has been the, the cause of his downfall at Wanderers and the fact that he's not kicked on? Was he was he not good enough in the first place or, or do you think that he's not he's failed to grasp the nettle, so to speak? I think he's got raw talent. Uh, I don't think the work rate today, I don't think, he's, I don't think he has the conviction to, um, to play for a club like Bolton, to be honest. I think I'm glad he's gone. This point, we didn't get any money for him, though. To be honest, um, wages off, off the books. Wages off the books. Yeah, is not, he's, he's exactly. better than now, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. But um, I didn't want him at the club this year, so um, good luck to him at MK Dons. Fair enough. I went to Milton Keynes last week. What an absolute dump that is. Um, <laughs> Tom, um, you've probably seen more of Hall than anyone, um, Mark excluded, perhaps. Uh, what, what, in your opinion, was the reason why he didn't make it in the first team? Was it? Application was it talent? Was it opportunity, or was it just a, a combination of the three? Well, funnily enough, um, my mate was digging up some of my old articles uh, when in my first run of uh, writing for the site a couple of years ago, and um, I, rem- I, I wrote that I, I thought Rob Hall would be a top top player for us, and obviously, uh, it's not panned out that way. But obviously, um, I, I do think he has raw talent. Uh, every time he's played under twenty one level, he's been like a class above everyone on the pitch, and. I don't know, because he had a good spell in the Championship at Birmingham before he came to us. So I don't know whether it's just the fact of his face never fit here. Or, yeah, I, I, I just don't think he's ever really fitting or settled, really. No. 
No, I, I would concur. I mean, he's, he always looked a bit lightweight to me, but I mean, I, I really lost all faith after that Berry game last season in the Cup when uh, he hid from the ball, in my opinion, which, you know, you, you can understand not, not being good enough, you know, not being, uh, not being up to it, whatever you want to call it, but his performance that night was pretty shambolic. Uh, Mark, without being, you know, maintaining a political answer, if you wish, it's your prerogative, but what do you think has gone wrong for Hall at Wanderers? I don't think he's he's grabbed his opportunities really in the first team in Venice. Um, he's he's definitely got raw talent. There's no two ways about that. Um, lovely lad as well off the pitch. Um, but I just I just think he hasn't impressed Neil Lennon. That's the that's the bottom line. And unfortunately, that's what you've got to do with managers. Yeah. Isn't it? it doesn't matter how good you are. If you don't impress your boss, you don't get a game. Um, Would you say the also, same for Mido as well? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think that that Mido when he came in wasn't fit and and probably never got fit enough for. Neil to play him, full stop. Uh, same with Jay, you know. And I, I think he just his, his his performances in that first couple of months just didn't didn't do it for him. Um, he's actually come back, and the way that Neil's talking about him, and the way that, that Jay is at the minute, and I think his performances pre-season as well changed his mind a little bit. So it shows you can come back. Um, I don't think there'll be any coming back for Rob. I know you've said it's a loan, but I know it's been officially classified as a loan, but I don't necessarily think it will be I think it's a loan to buy um, there has been a fee um, there is a lot of wages off the, the, the wage bill but more importantly with Rob that the way that the tribunal turned out um, last uh, sorry some before last um, was that it was a appearance based so basically every time he played for Bolton the fee went up um, the Milton Keynes, was, the Milton Keynes yeah. inherit that or do we still pay it or does it get wiped out do you any idea I've, I've got to be honest, I don't. Uh, not with any any sort of utter truth on it. I've I've heard that we don't, but I, I can't I can't say that for definite. So um, I'll uh, I'll plead the fifth on that one at the minute. But you would expect because uh, we actively sought to loan him out that uh, you know it'd be financially viable for us to do so. Put it that way. Fair dues. Um... Right, well, it's very interesting to see Hall go, and yeah, I think with it being the last year of his contract, I think his race has run. Obviously, I mean, I'm not too sure as well. You probably do. You probably know straight away, and I'm probably being daft. But um, loans in between Championship clubs is it the same as the Premier League ones where they can't play against the parent club? Seems like yeah, it's yeah. I, I think it is. Yeah, I think that's that's just the rules. Yeah, fair dues. Well, I wish him luck in in Milton Keynes. You know, if only in terms of trying to find something aesthetically pleasing about the place. Absolute <laughs> shit. All. Um, right. I'm going to say it, we're going to bring it up, and I'm going to come to everybody and then Mark last. Adam LaFondra, um, rumoured to be exiting Cardiff on loan this week with Blackburn, uh, amongst others, linked to the club, uh, linked to the player, sorry. Uh, Tom, come to you first of all. We've got to put all our eggs in one basket, haven't we, in, in terms of him? Yeah, I mean, yeah, last season he was such a key player for us in that back end. Um, his goals helped us out so much. And, um they really look to be the sign of something special starting between him and Zach Clough. They just seem to have that understanding that forward players do sometimes. And uh, I'd love to get him back, but uh, um, there's talk about Blackburn stealing in and getting him, and that'd kill me because um, I hate that. I, I hate. I hate that <laughs> team. I hate that place. Um, I horrible that, people. I think that signing of them is dependent on selling roads, isn't it? For what, 140 million to yeah. Middlesbrough, whatever the latest bid is. Um, but Liam, coming to you next on that one, how how do you think LaFondra would fit in given Lennon's pre-season preference for playing a, a lone striker up? I don't think LaFondra would fit into that person. As much as I'd love to sign him, I think, and I would never ever say no to him playing for the club, but if you're going to be playing a, a target man with two pacey sort of support strikers either side, be it Clough, Clayton, Feeney, whoever, 
Lafondre doesn't really fit in that mix, does he? No, not at all. And he's be expensive too. You're only going to sign him if he's going to play every week, I think. I wouldn't bother if I'm being open with you. I like mm. the guy, and it, it, I must admit, you know, it's quite frustrating seeing someone who obviously wants to play for us and it can't happen because he is a quality player. But in terms of the system, he just doesn't fit in. He doesn't fit in. So I don't see why the money would be better spent in that way. Good luck to him. You know, if he goes to Blackburn, uh, you know, good luck, if you will. But <laughs> Through gritted you know, teeth, through the worst, most gritted teeth in the history of the world. I personally thought he'd end up at Burnley. Uh, right. I thought I thought that seemed a good fit. Seemed a bit more like for like for rings, you know. So I, I thought he'd end up there. But if Blackburn's his destination, once that that ridiculous transfer of Jordan Rhodes goes through, I don't. I mean, I, I can't get my head around the transfer activity at Middlesbrough at the moment. But that, you know, we're not talking about them. So yeah, I, my comment is don't go for Lafonda. Interesting, Rob. Do you think Liam's off his head, or do you think he's got a bit of merit in what he said today? No, I think he's got a point. Um... I think if we bought Lafondra, we'd have to play two up front. It would have to be probably Medine and Lafondra or Medine and Clough. Um, I don't think that's what Lennon wants to do. Um, and I think it's a lot of money for someone who might not fit in. Um, so he's a quality player, but I don't, one, we can't afford him. And two, he's not going to fit in. So I'm not sure we should go for it. But um, yeah, it'd be devastating if he goes to Blackburn, wouldn't it? Just, I really hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Mark, I'm, I'm going to give you the last five minutes of this to tell us what you think about Lafondre. Whether you think it's likely, you can be as vague as you want, and then you can also then very kindly finish off with uh, a response to Liam and my belief that perhaps he is uh, the wrong, uh, the right player at the wrong time, given Wondra's, uh desire. It seems going forward to play with a lone target man. But Adam Lafondre, off you go. It's all yours. <laughs> We've ruined it. Actually, I was I was sat here thinking I'm going to have to make an impassioned uh, defence of my of my articles here because uh, I've been absolutely slated on my own website for suggesting that Lafondra wouldn't sign. Um, which you know, <laughs> I'm only I'm only telling you what you've heard, what I've heard here. But um, I, I, funny, somebody brought Burnley up. I heard I heard Burnley might be uh, might be sniffing around today. Um, oh. So that's that's it. That's a possibility. Um, but Sheffield Wednesday are definitely in for him. One hundred million percent. Blackburn again, just sniffing around. So uh, there's all sorts of financial reasons why it might not happen. Cardiff have been looking to sell him. Bottom line, Cardiff want to sell him for a cash fee that Bolton Wanderers simply do not have. Not not with any degree of fan funding to to the degree that they were looking. Put it that way. Um, because when you buy a player, you're not only taking on a player, you're taking on his wage, which is not cheap. Um, and regardless of how well he did last season, you know, Bob Wanderers are not in that position. It's it's a complete fantasy signing, I'm afraid. Um, I agree completely, with, and I'm glad you made the point about the uh, the, the formation. Um, I've been scratching my head trying to think how he'd fit in all summer, um, because clearly Neil Lennon rates him. He'd love to have him back and have that option. But I think just in the, the, the current climate, I don't think he's being considered in that respect mm. because, you know, you've got Medine there, you've got the, the, the guys around him that think that's where they're going. I think that's where they're heading. Um, it, whereas, you know, maybe a couple of summers ago when we're looking at Djokovic, for example, I knew I knew Dougie Friedman wanted him as the man in the middle. He was the whole key to the whole thing. And when he didn't get him, it really was a problem. Um, this this time, he's not the guy. He's not, he's not the man. He's, he's a bonus um, for, for Neil but I think financially the club are just not in that ballpark Interesting the, the, the reality of the situation is uh, it, it, we know it all but it's not nice to hear it at the same time um, 
I, I totally agree. I think you've all made some great points on that particular one, especially me. Um, right, to finish off this particular segment, Black and Gold Awake It, it's blooming sexy, isn't it? Rob, for you first. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Um, I think it's probably the best kit we've had in years. So, yeah, excellent. Top man. And uh, Liam, I, I presume you're going to be buying it with, with Omara on the back so that you can go and run into some traffic cones when drunk on a Friday night. Is that going to happen? <laughs> How's that resurfaced? This time hop thing's really doing me in. I'll just I'll just explain it to people. There's, there's one of those time hop video things on Facebook of a, a very young looking Liam O'Mara, probably two or three seasons ago, wearing the, the stripy barcode home kit and supping from a can of Strongbow, I think it looks like, on the high street at three o'clock in the morning and pegging it into a lot of traffic cones. Like absolute <laughs> jackass material. It's superb. But Liam, give us some context of that video for those that, uh, that haven't seen it. And I promise I will try and put it on the line again a Twitter account this week. If I remember rightly, that was the first game of the season. And I think it was the one where Steinson banged one in against Stoke. Okay. It was longer. It was, I'm pretty sure that was it. So we'd, we'd been on it all day at that point, And we were just heading back from the night in Horwich as well. I don't remember that. So <laughs> it didn't happen. So I don't know how that video has been fabricated. But I would remember it. I am sure. So, Positive. False. Positive. Well, I'll, I'll trust you all. That uh, I will try my best to get on the on the Twitter account for you to see. Liam's not always been the, the smooth, suave, sophisticated gentleman that you hear every week on the pod. Uh, but good stuff, right, lads? Well, we'll call that at uh, a time for now. We'll come back in a minute or two with our promised pre-season prediction extravaganza. So stay where you are. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's me doing a surprise cameo appearance once again. Me being, of course. Daniel Murphy. What Chris just said then when he said we'll be back in a minute is not true because he actually is going to be back in two days because this is just part one of this extra long love pod with, of course, with Mr. Mark Isles. So I'll come back on Wednesday to wherever you get your podcast from, either Blog Talk Radio, the website, iTunes. Come back on Wednesday and the second part of the podcast where it gets interesting where we ask Mark your questions will be there and readily available for you. So see you then. <laughs> 